I'm Russ. And I'm Danny. And this is the Memory Makers Podcast. The show that helps you create amazing customer experiences and make more memories. Memory Makers Podcast. Wow. You went you with go. a very different vibe that time. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Little she rocks in the robin all, or rocks in the treetops all day long, man. Can't go wrong with it. I love it. I love it. Well, Russ, you're back with us in the office, and yeah. I know just recently you were out on an awesome vacation. I, I went on a grand adventure to go fly fishing in Colorado down uh, about 30 minutes outside of Aspen, and for someone who takes vacations badly, um, go, being gone for five days with limited cell reception was its own internal opportunity for growth. But uh, really, really enjoyed getting to disconnect. And I'll tell you, Danny, we went on on this one. I caught fish, which was already a win. But I realized the reason why I was successful with that is that we were fortunate enough to have some guides with us when we were fishing. And they were able to really coach us up on, hey, this is what's happening in the water. This is what you're looking for. Try and coach and, and critique that. And for us, you know, coaching is our love language. That's that's how we do it. But it really, because I don't vacation well, I'm also looking, I'm like, man, Glenn is just super dialed in. Like he met us, oriented us, talked to us, was like, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what it's going to look like. And then at the end, this is what we're going to do. We get out there and he's doing stuff in real time to coach us up and make sure that we're where we need to be and doing what we need to be and all of that, that good stuff. And then at the end, just the time and the way that we were able to connect with him through that experience and the takeaways from it was just incredible. And uh, because I'm a professional nerd, I was thinking about that from guest experiences and with our attractions and other things. And I was like, this has got to be something that we talk about um, on the podcast today of just how are we actually creating a intentional and chartered experience for the guests when they're coming in and doing different attractions and which ones of those does it make sense for and which ones um, you know it's not mission critical but man what a difference it makes with just I'm willing to pay more to get an elevated experience and when that stuff connects as far as sherping somebody through the experience the value is just there so much more and today we're going to talk about what you just mentioned through the lens of laser tag specifically but a lot of these lessons from a fundamental standpoint can be applied to multiple different kinds of attractions that you have within your facility Mm -hmm. and really when we think about the laser tag experience it has multiple kind of unique and nuanced steps and stages of the experience. And it's important to define, understand, define, and know why these steps are in place. Because Mm -hmm. if you approach as an operator, laser tag, get people in, get them out. And that's how you think about the experience. It's not going to be a very good experience. But when Mm -hmm. you understand that there is the briefing and there is the vesting and the game and the divesting and every single one of those steps has its own purpose. um, And it's part of a larger kind of customer journey and story Mm -hmm. it allows you to be able to enhance the laser tag attraction deliver a better guest experience and you're able to take some of these fundamentals and say oh how can i apply this to other attractions whether that is go-karting or bowling or fill in the blank with whatever that is that makes sense for you Mm -hmm. yeah oh sorry go ahead i was gonna have you just jump right into stuff with the, the brief and let us know what that looks like Yeah. So whether it's laser tag or any attraction, you know, the briefing and onboarding portion is really, really um, necessary because 
you know, you think, gosh, everybody bowls, everybody does this, whatever. It may be some attraction specific stuff. It may be some center specific stuff. And the, the really big portion of what makes a brief to me impactful is that this is an opportunity for your game marshal to do two things. One, build rapport and start tailoring the experience uh, to the groups that are in there. So if it's a Saturday morning and it's birthday parties, how are they in talking with and engaging and, and encouraging six year olds versus a, you know, teen scene church lock in at nine o'clock on a Saturday night. Um, and, and just what you're using, how you're connecting and empathizing with the people that are there, or if it's a bachelor party or a corporate group, what does that interaction look like? So having your guests, uh, be welcome to the experience by a staff member, when they get in there. So you're really just trying to help them understand, hey, here are the rules of the game and here's how you have a good time doing it and here's how you do it safely. And and that way, everybody's on the same page um, and it really helps them understand, hey, you're gonna see a big target with a helicopter that's out there that's gonna be flashing at certain points and when you see that flashing, you really wanna get after it. Um, for the briefing specifically on laser tag, and a lot of attractions will start to do this where, hey, there's an included briefing video, here's the basic rules, here are the basic elements, but your, your arena is going to be unique in any given circumstance. And so you want to, like a golf caddy would, of, hey, we're on the eighth hole here, it's going to dogleg around to the right, you're going to want to make sure that you shoot off to the left and lay up because there's a water hazard or what have you. So you're, you're helping them be better instead of just blindly stumbling across success, and that really helps drive a, a much more um, engaging experience because they're not feeling like they're stuck on the learning curve. Um, when it comes to things like briefing videos versus an in-person um, that's there, you know, I'm a little bit old school where I always would prefer to do as much of it through an employee because you can have a little bit more theater to it. It can be a little bit more engaging. We can elevate it to be a little bit more of a Disneyland-esque thing. But there's still plenty of good details that can be covered by the video. So if, if you have to choose, I would always say defer to your, uh, your staff and really make sure that you're creating that experience. Otherwise, use both um, so that way you can use your staff member to fine-tune and tailor the specifics of what the game rules are going to be for that particular game based on what we're running or how many players there are. But all in all, that briefing should be a, we're so excited to have you here. Here's how we're going to have a good time, and here's how we're going to stay safe while we do it, and here are the things that you need to keep an eye out for in order to, to score the most points, right? Just what does success look like, and here's who I am to help be a part of that. Yeah, I think a lot of times people will view that briefing experience as the boring rules stuff they have to do before people have fun. Yeah. But really, if you approach it in the right way, it can be fun in its own in its own way and engaging in its own way, especially if you're going and you should be using an employee to enhance a video or to 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 be the the full brief. Yeah. And then a lot of times after that, we have the besting experience and it's one of those things where people can they, they can recognize often, well, there's a brief and then there's a game and they just like get, put the pass on and get them in as quickly as possible, right? And sure, there's a certain sense of throughput and capacity. We want to stay on schedule. We want to stay on time. Mm-hmm. But the best thing is an experience or a chance for you to elevate the experience, right? You've already gone over the most important rules, the safety procedures, how to play so that everyone understands what's going to happen and how to do it safely. This is the chance to really um, kind of take the adrenaline and, and amp it up a little bit. And mm-hmm. one of the ways we at Creative Works have found to facilitate that is what we call uh, laser tag launch rooms. So essentially, imagine all your guests going into the vesting room space. 
And instead of just having everyone get their vests on and just go into the arena and starting the game, there's an entire show that takes place. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes the briefing and the vesting are combined into one room and into one experience, and sometimes they're separated. It just depends on your particular um, uh, operation styles and your particular format that you have for the attraction. But when they're in this vesting room space and you have a laser tag launch room, there's a video that starts playing and a whole story that happens with a lot of lights that, that occur and flashing and, and a huge sound system and gets everyone amped. And it's a short video explaining, hey, why am I about to walk from an FEC into this po post-apocalyptic world? Or and why am I going to walk into this alien adventure? Why am I about to walk into this jungle? Whatever mm -hmm. your story and your experience and your narrative is, it helps tell that story, set the stage, and get everyone excited. And then at the end of the video, instead of just having them walk into the arena, there's a, a big door that opens with a reveal and fog, and they walk through, and the game is started. And it's a really exciting way to take um, an experience of, hey, everyone, put on these packs as fast as possible and get into the arena space so I can start, and makes that a more exciting and adrenaline-inducing kind of experience for all those guests. Well, and when you look at the cinematic cuts in between different missions on any popular video games and things today, like the storytelling is still so important. And especially when you look at it through the lens of something like laser tag, Hey, this takes a known experience like video games and it helps make this much more of a one-to-one -one, and even more so because I'm now the main character of this, this game as well, but I'm doing it in a real physical environment. And so that, that vesting opportunity and that launch room experience is the final piece that we have to kind of close the door of the suspended disbelief and the reality when we come in from the rest of the FEC and totally get them locked in and amped up to start playing this game. And that that mechanism, a little bit of theater goes a long way to make that happen for sure. And so then once you're in the game itself, there needs to be memorable and impactful and repeatable things for those players to do. And that's where that vesting and the, the briefing experiences help you look for, okay, these are where the bases are. This is where the big targets are. This is what I should be doing with those. These are the objectives of the games. So having your special effects, having the, the targets react with lights and sounds inside of the arena, having those visual spectacles is all really critical, but also keeping the experience fresh for people that do come back consistently over time. Now, don't get it twisted. You're going to typically throughout the course of a week run two variations of a team game and two variations of a solo game just so that way you've got what you need. But it's really important to keep those those kind of dialects of each of those team or solo player games switched up because there's a lot of horsepower from your laser tag equipment manufacturers and there's dozens of different styles or point rankings or weighted scores that you can get, that that keeps it not only fresh for the players when they come back and do multiple games, but it also keeps it fresh for your staff so they're not just doing the same old thing over and over again. And I always just have that picture in my mind from the revamped Jurassic Park, the first one with Chris Pratt, where you've got that guy and he's sending people out on the gerbil wheels to go like patrol amongst the dinosaurs. And he's just sitting there bored off of his rear going, have a good day. Enjoy your, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you want to talk about sucking the fun out of the room and taking away. It's like that guest member needs to be amped and there and helping curate an experience in the briefing, the vesting, and also what the game objectives are going to be. 
And then while they're through there, you need to be thinking like a caddy, thinking like a Sherpa. My goal is to get you to get that ball in the hole, or my goal is to get you to the top of this mountain. So if you see people moving through, yes, they're monitoring for safe gameplay. Hey, no running, no climbing, no laying down. But also if you're seeing a young kid have trouble navigating through the space, help get them into a good strategic spot. Help give them a little bit of extra cover. Just like if you're playing backyard tag with little ones and you want to make sure that they're not just getting, you know, run over by bigger players like you need to be thinking of how is this experience good for everyone and how am I helping folks along the way because the other thing is that that helps keep small things small so let's say you've got an issue with a, a laser tag pack or something right there's there was something going on there's two things that could happen one that person could just be really bad at laser tag and not be hitting anything or there could be an issue with the pack if it's the former, great. We can minimize that, coach them up on how to tag it so that way they realize and don't think that it's the equipment. And if it is the equipment, I can get them switched ASAP and back up and into a, a full-fledged experience. So it keeps that small before it's ever anything big. Um, but just like with anything, you need to be, you know, people want to feel seen. If they're having an issue, the worst thing in the world is, you know, the, the four seconds that it takes for you when you realize you want something from your waitress feels like an eternity compared to the four seconds that it actually is. And so it's just keeping a good presence to be able to coach people up, engage with them, make sure that they're being safe, but also not struggling with the fundamentals too. I have nothing to add. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so so then when you get them out of the game and, and now it's like, hey, we need to keep the train running on time. We need to keep the next scheduled group coming in and, and getting after all of that. So we've just had this really great experience. Well, how do I keep that elevation up as they're leaving? So that way as people are seeing them come out of it, it's all smiles and trash talking and a good time. So we need to get their vests off and things quickly and then have some space either in the vesting room, preferably out of the vesting room, because this is a great opportunity to create some fear of missing out by your other patrons and use it as an upsell to the laser tag experience or what other attraction it is. But getting that group out, looking at the big scoreboard and being like oh man I beat you I can't believe it oh I got you so many times how on earth like whatever right and and so getting that that amped up kind of conversation is really really um, fun to to leave people with that positive note sometimes as a staff member you can call out and do special recognitions for the birthday kid or the bachelor you know of, of that party and, and give them some special recognition and some amped up and and also just like hey guys come back and see us we love you you know give them give them a little bit of the cracker barrel treatment of appreciate you guys coming around and we look forward to having you again kind of a vibe because that's just at then when you start doing that at each of your bigger attractions now if the, if the average person's coming in and let's say they're doing two or three attractions in some arcade 60 percent of their experience if not more uh, is now going to have multiple high touch points and high fidelity interactions with your staff. And so it's not going to be something where it's like, we couldn't see anybody. We couldn't get a hold of anybody. And it also gives you a chance to shake the etch a sketch. So if they had a lackluster experience somewhere else, because the, you know, pizzas came out late or something else, this now gives us multiple chances to ensure that they've got more good than they had frustration. And it allows us to make sure that we're providing just a better engaged guest experience that they're paying for appropriately. When you talked about the people coming out of the vesting room and all smiles and trash talk, it makes me think about when you go to a theme park or an amusement park and you're watching people come out of a ride or off a roller coaster and they're all smiles and they're so excited and you go, 
I want to do what they just did. Yeah. And that experience, but you know, we don't have the resources of a Disney or a Universal, but you can take those same fundamentals and bring mm-hmm. them down to whatever uh, size facility you do have and incorporate them in meaningful ways and get that excitement and that buzz afterwards. And something that people will do as well is let's say you've got a briefing room and you've got a vesting room that you're doing some stage theater elements and stuff in that briefing room can be an open concept. We can make that more open and and have sight lines into it. So that way, when guests are coming back into that room, they can still have a cool themed area for their scores and all of that fun stuff. And people can see that expression and the emotions and the, the impact that, that, that they've had from playing that. So having a, a public forum opportunity, so to speak, for the very beginning and end of that experience is really, really cool. One of the things I want to hit on here is that we've been talking about what it's like in an attraction when you have the guests there, when you're open, when you're operating. But it's also not just about the game itself. One of the things I want to make sure that we mention, we're not going to go super deep into this because I think in a future episode we will, Mm -hmm. but how are you upkeeping the attraction when guests are not in the space, right? Whether you have carpet or concrete floor, are you vacuuming or sweeping on a regular basis? Um, are you testing the PA and the sound system on a regular basis to make sure it's operating right? Mm-hmm. Are you checking the black and white uh, light bulb, <laughs> especially the black light bulbs in your attraction space? Because one yes. of the things that we know, you've got all this amazing theming and this narrative and this world and these props and all these pieces. But if you have bulbs that are dying over time or they're not functioning correctly, the impact of those props and those visuals decrease dramatically because just a few bulbs missing makes a big, big difference. So that's really important to check on. Mm -hmm. And then when you're going throughout the space, maybe this is on a weekly checklist of looking at stress testing all of the obstacles and props that are in your space to make sure you didn't have, you know, a a big offensive lineman that got into a three point stance and (laughs) kind of checked a wall on purpose or on accident, making sure that things are solid and they're in place and all those different things, right? Yeah. Throw a shoulder into those things, feel the weight of it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So it's important to understand what is that attraction looking like and looking at it with fresh eyes on a regular basis to make sure that all of these things that you're putting into place with the 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 multiple steps of the attraction experience that you're not detracting from that because mm-hmm. you have a lackluster attraction because lights are missing or this is dirty or that's broken right we want to make sure that we're kind of uh crossing our T's and dotting our I's in all aspects. Mm-hmm. And so when we kind of take a step back and we think about these fundamentals, this is what helps us make the laser tag attraction as positive and engaging of an experience as possible. And that is uh, greeting the guests and getting them excited before the game ever even starts. Mm-hmm. It's how to coach them up on the experience to make sure they know how to play and they know how to maximize their own points and maximize their own fun. It's keeping the game safe and also keeping it varied. You mentioned you're going to have a couple of game styles and types you're going to be using on a very regular basis, especially during busy weeks, weekends. But during the weekend, slower times, you've got all kinds of different um, game modes that you can access and different targets and things that you can do to keep the experience varied for the guests. Mm -hmm. And then when they're done with the attraction um, and they finish their experience, how do you leave them with that memorable takeaway and the smiles and the fun? And it's not just about laser tag. We're looking at this through the lens of laser tag, but these are fundamentals that can be applied to any attraction or 
anything within your space. It doesn't have to be an attraction. You can think about this same type of concept through the way that you're delivering your food and beverage experience. Mm -hmm. So it's about recognizing the nuances of the customer journey and how to maximize each of those steps. And to me, that feels like a great place to wrap up this week's episode. Heck yeah, man. I, I always love nerding out on this this part of things because you can have all the coolest stuff in the world, but if, if you're not there driving the Ferrari the way it should be and you're only using it to deliver pizzas, you're going to make pizza delivery money and not Ferrari money. So it's a, just an awesome side benefit of creating a killer guest experience. Russ, the king of metaphors. <laughs> You know, I just try to layer those things together and make a peanut butter cup out of anything I can. Sometimes we'll go with a turducken. So anytime that we can merge those ideas together, I'm all for the metaphor. So, Yeah, and you also went ahead and, and dropped a Cracker Barrel as a reference in here because, you know, why not? Well, I am 78, you know, at heart. So that's that's a, a good spot for me. But anyway, enough about my me eating habits. <laughs> well, um... Danny, I think that this has been an awesome episode for us. I appreciate you letting us geek out and, and kind of pulling in some inspiration from the um, from the trip with Glenn and all of that. Uh, we've got more awesome content coming your guys' way and with our weekly episodes, so be sure to come back again to hear more as we put out new episodes with us and with others as we're having guests come onto the show. Um, really appreciate you guys very much for that. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. And those five stars are always welcome, please, and thank you. If you have any ideas for future episodes, topics, or guests that you want to see, uh, follow us on social media and, and send us a direct message. And as always, big shout out to Mikey Mike on the ones and twos working the ultranet for us back here and bringing this to you folks. And we will catch you on the next one, Troublemakers.